lights. It's seven Friday night. Welcome to the Seven Friday Night Thursday Pickup Show for Week Twelve. I'm Sports Stars Magazine Managing Editor Chase Bryson. My co-host Benios is here and will be joined by Coach Terry Edson momentarily as well. Speaking of coach and picks, he inspired me last week to join you in some Breeders' Cup wagering, and I did quite well, especially on Friday when I hit on three of seven races. However, my first bet of that day was on a horse named Spartan Army. And the high school football crossover did not play. Dale South Spartan Army did give me a win later that night, though. But DLS was one of my few football successes last week as you inched back into the lead, Ben. Well, yes. Welcome back to another edition of Pickery, everybody. Uh, I did enjoy you joining us on the Breeders' Cup train last weekend. Uh, you outperformed me. Um which isn't saying a lot, but um, <laughs> while I might not have made a fortune on it, I did enjoy watching the action and my karma play of the week, getting up early on Saturday to watch Goodnight Olive win a race because that is the name of my niece was well worth it. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into the greatness of Flightline with Coach Edson later. More on that to come. Maybe I had my eye a bit more on the prize last week when it came to high school football. But for as big as some of the results were, nothing has been decided, my friend. It's all still to play for, both for the teams in the playoffs and for you and me. Yes. All right. Well, let's get going. Believe it or not, the most consistent performer on this show over the past month has been none other than Coach Edson. Let's bring on Flightline's biggest fan as he attempts to deliver his fifth straight winning week. Also, did he replace dumb football with smart football this week? Surely that can't be right. Let's listen in. Well, we welcome Coach Terry Edson to the show with an acknowledgement that not only did Terry go 2-1 and one yet again, but he also told the entire world that they should tune in to see Flightline on Saturday in the Breeders' Cup Classic. So, Terry, we're going to start there. What did we see on Saturday afternoon at Keeneland Racecourse? Greatness. I mean, I told you it was a once-in-a-generational horse, and the fractions of that race were incredible. You know, I mean, I know people aren't into horse racing, but they went six furlongs in 107.2, and they had sprints that day where that's, you know, I think the race was in like 1.8 and something. So they actually <laughs> went up. Faster. I mean, I don't know if that the guys on TV said they're not. They'd have to check that fraction. That's probably was. They, I don't think that was real, but they were cooking on the front end. And I was watching uh, Flavian uh, just looking back, and I he kept looking back. I go, this horse has got way more in the tank because he just wanted to make sure he didn't screw it up. And then when he tapped on, tapped him, tell him to go. I mean. It's incredible. The least amount of lengths he's won by is six lengths. That's just incredible. I've never seen anything like that. And I've, you know, I, I didn't see the horses in the fifties except on YouTube, but I've seen secretariat and I've seen American Pharaoh and I've watched Seattle Slough. I've watched them all. And uh, I just, I, I, you know, the only thing that depressed me about it when they, you know, the, the owners, I mean, they spent a million dollars. I mean, this is just my philosophy. You spent a million dollars on the horse. You don't need the money. 
you got to run him when he's five years. You got to keep him running. Yeah. I mean, I know they want to breed him and all that, but I don't get that. You know, you're into horse racing. This is a, one of the greatest horses of his generation. Let's run him a few more times at least and let people watch this horse. I mean, it, it it's just greatness on four legs. And it's just unbelievable. It really is. It's a thing of beauty to watch. Speaking of things of beauty, you got two and one four weeks in a row. That is so a thing about that? of beauty. That is a thing of beauty. <laughs> Even though I predicted each week I was going to go three and oh, but, uh, <laughs> that's okay. I'll take it. I'm not under five. Last year I was under 500 so much. I'm surprised I got this spot. You're almost there. You're only, you're two, you're two games back of 500 with, with about uh, six, maybe six weeks of picks left to go. So who's keeping track of this? Not, <laughs> not me. <laughs> My goodness. We keep the records on the picks page. So. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. okay. My bad. Your turnaround has been inspiring. I'll just leave it at that. I must have been really bad at the beginning then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was. I remember now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give me one more chance next year and I watch me go. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can hear it now. Dougie. <laughs> All right. Let's see if you can keep it rolling this week as we're in full playoff mode now. And the picks only get tougher. We'll start with North Coast section division one opener as Amador Valley has to Liberty. The Donson did a win last week to crack the field and held California to just six points. Liberty has been on a roll and won four in a row since nearly upsetting Pittsburgh back on October 7th. So who do you like in this one? Well, the Dons play decent defense. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it, but you got to take in consideration that Cal high was down to their third quarterback in that game. Right. So I, I think the fact of the matter is that I think Cali plays pretty good defense, but I just think Liberty that, I mean, you could saw their potential. They almost knocked off Pitt. I mean, so in uh, Liberty, I just think the game's going to be at Liberty. Um, I see another, I think, I think a low scoring game, but I, I think that Liberty quarterback is the difference maker. So what's this is bell. Is that his last name or ball? Nate bell. Yep. Nate, Nate bell. Yeah. So, I talked to Vic, you know, about him when he played against him, and he says, you know, he's an issue. And, man, you get in the playoffs, the trigger makes all the difference. So just um, off that alone, the fact Liberty's, you know, played some pretty good teams, done pretty well. I mean, if that's, a, you know, their one big loss, Saramone, I remember that one. But Saramone's a pretty good team in itself. But um, I like Liberty's chances at home against Amador. All right. Well, game two takes us to the second round of the Sac Joaquin section playoffs. When I sent over thoughts for games this week to Chase, I actually suggested another game for you in an attempt to avoid the dreaded De La Salle tie. But Chase saw otherwise, or he just doesn't read his email. And we have for you a Division One quarterfinal between number four Monterey Trail of Elk Grove and number five Central Catholic of Modesto. I will be live and in person for this one, and I'm looking forward to it. Mustangs or Raiders, who will it be? You know, uh, boy, both teams, this is a great matchup. This really is. I mean, I, this would be a game if you're in the area and you love high school football, these are the kind of teams you love to watch. You know, teams that give great effort, great coaches, great leaders of young men, uh, great uh, kids be out there playing their hearts out. But I just, you know, I, I've seen Monterey Trail play. I, I've seen Central Catholic 
a little bit on film, but um, I got to go TJ Monterey Trail in this game. I I, I mean, it's a four and five. It's good seating. It's going to be a tough game, but I I like Monterey Trail. I really do this year. They're a tough team. Played a, a tough schedule. <laughs> they didn't they didn't take on Bosco, but uh, that <laughs> that one you can't blame anybody on. But uh, this is uh, I just think Monterey Trail. Um, this year, as I said, a little done a little bit better in their preseason, their scheduling and things. And uh, I don't know about the injury situation on either team. Is there anything significant that we know about, or if that's a? They're both healthy. Then I just think Monterey Trail. This is. Uh, I'm surprised they're even. They were a four. Who the four seed were there? That's because of uh, who's in front of them. That's D1, right? That would be Folsom. It's Folsom, same years. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Those are three pretty good teams. It came down to Oak Ridge and Monterey Trail for that right, three, I think. Right. That's what I thought. So that, I just I got to say Monterey Trail in this game. I would put their two schedules in terms of strength of schedule against anyone in the state. Oh, yeah. That's Monterey, what I'm saying. Monterey Trail played De La Salle, St. Francis, Merced. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, this would be the kind of thing that if uh, – if I lived it now, I'm not going to drive out there. I'll be honest with you, because I'm an old curmudgeon now. But if this was, <laughs> if I was around the area, they this was around me. This would be the kind of game I would definitely go to. I go, this is going to be a good game, simply because I enjoy watching how the programs play and how the kids play. Let's finish then in the Central Coast section, Division One bracket, where your love of defense will be tested. Sacred Heart Prep of Atherton hasn't given up more than 14 points in a game all season. Salinas who you picked against last week, answered your lack of faith by dropping 47 points on Palma. <laughs> Can they do the same against the Gators? Or will that defense show up? Uh, I'm not going against Salinas. There's no way after they embarrassed <laughs> me like that. That was, I mean, that's impressive. 47 on Palma. That's impressive. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Salinas uh, – <laughs> That was a that was a huge momentum builder for them. There's no doubt about it. And I know Sacred Heart Prep. I just I, I haven't seen Sacred Heart Prep play, so it's hard for me to 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 say anything that like, well, this is good. I mean, it's hard for me on the matchups because you guys never send me film or anything like that. So I never, <laughs> I never get true. to see anything. And so all the my best predictions are the ones that I've actually seen them play and all that, but um, I'm just going to go Salinas. They, they've been pretty tough for a couple of years now, and uh, I, I like the way they're playing. That's a good win. They're at home, correct? That game's at home, right? Yeah. yeah. Home cooking in the playoffs, and I, that's Salinas. They're going to get a good crowd and you know, root them on. There's no doubt about it. So um, I'm going to give them a, the nod one more time. All based, right. on, uh, based on our Twitter mentions last week i believe steve zenk may actually listen to this show so you know he'll be happy to hear that or maybe he won't maybe <laughs> yeah. he won't no i'm going to it once he's got to say okay that's the one of the two that's the <laughs> one that he's gonna like he messed up on the other one yeah okay yeah i mean usually i have been the kiss of death but lately i've been okay well that All does right. it for picks but now we get into the stuff that people really care about dumb football returns uh <laughs> Before we do this, I, I wouldn't call it dumb, but if you if you would like to use this space to help me feel better about Cal losing to USC, I, I wouldn't hate it. 
Well, that was pretty good uh, loss, though. <laughs> it was a good game. They played hard. It was a good game. I, I was watching UCLA. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, Ben. Yeah, well, so nobody's perfect. Both the games are both on at the exact same times, and I cannot ever, you know, I always root against USC, but I try not to watch them and show any support to them, even though they're playing Cal. That, that's hard to say. But did, did I see any dumb football? Yeah. This week. Huh. <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, uh, there had to be something dumb here. What did I see dumb? Could, uh, there, could there be a Derek Carr story around here somewhere? I didn't get to watch that game. So, uh, uh, you know, because I suddenly get home to like one. But I did see smart football, though. Okay. okay. Can we we'll do smart, smart football? football. Yeah. Sure. Smart football. I actually saw a team make a good decision. And that was the Vikings against uh, Washington. They kicked a field goal. And I I, I was watching Red Zone, so I don't know what the Redskins did. That was pretty dumb. I think they went (laughs) off sides or something like that. They had a minute 20, a minute 35, minute 40 left to go in the game. And they had no more. T- I think they had one timeout. And I think they um, Vikings kicked a field goal to take the lead. And Washington did something dumb. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but they gave the Vikings a first down. And so the Vikings smartly let ran uh, Devin Cook in the middle of the field, let Washington call their last timeout, and then took a knee twice and ran the clock down to. Uh, 14 seconds and kicked basically the old PAT right down the middle and uh, you know won the game by three. I actually like, oh, they didn't try to score and fumble it away or do something dumb like that. They actually uh, ran the clock down knowing they should be able to kick a field goal again because if they would have taken the points or if they had tried to go for a touchdown, and fumbled it away or something like that. Then we would have had another good dumb football story. Another smart thing that I saw, which I love, is our one of our favorites here, the great Mike Leach. <laughs> they they have the receivers come off the sidelines. You know, they sit around the chairs and all that mm-hmm. for them. So they kept dropping balls. So he took the chairs away from the wide receivers <laughs> and made them stand the rest of the game. <laughs> That is a classic Mike Leach smart move right there. You're not going to catch it. You're going to wreck my offense. You're not sitting down. There you go. So there you go. Another smart maneuver by a coach right there. I'm sure it'll be five players in the transfer portal on Monday. So let's see. Okay. And that's it for the, we'll, we'll get, we'll keep dumb football going. I'll make, I'll make sure I'll make, <laughs> I'll find some more things to watch. I'll be free this next weekend, all weekend. So I'll find more dumb plays. I promise. Okay. Fantastic. All right. I'll see you guys later. See all you. right, coach. All right. Enjoy the week. Bye. And now a quick timeout for a few messages from sports stars magazines, podcast partners. At some point, your community will be challenged. It could be a flood, forest fire, hurricane, or civil unrest. When it happens, be the one to answer the call. Rescue the stranded. Protect the threatened. Save the injured. Join the National Guard and serve your community when it needs you most. Visit nationalguard.com to find out more. Are you socially conscious? Do you use good judgment and have integrity? Do you believe in public service? 
like solving problems, and have empathy and compassion? If so, join our team. The Oakland Police Department needs you. And we're hiring. From sworn officers to professional staff, OPD is always looking for kind, engaged, and committed people to join the department. Take a few minutes to find out more by visiting opdjobs.com. I don't know if I can handle a shift to smart football. <laughs> that feels too noble and upstanding to me. Not not really my brand. Uh, but speaking of smart football or dumb football, it's time for our picks. Since you gave me a mega board for the first full week of the playoffs, you get to tell the people which games we're choosing from. Yes, I, I'm either a hypocrite, lazy, or both, because it was my week to build the board, and I refrained from additional editing. So yes, we have eight games. And we will start with the biggest one of them all, in my opinion. Number 14, Central Catholic Modesto is at number 6, Monterey Trail of Elk Grove. Then we got number 7, McClymonds at Oakland Tech in the OAL uh, regular season finale. Number 17, Sacred Heart Prep of Atherton at number 10, Salinas. We got Jesuit of Carmichael at number 15, Rockland. Midi of San Jose at number 18, Los Gatos. Granite Bay at number 19, Downey Modesto. Amador Valley of Pleasanton at Liberty Brentwood. And Vintage at Napa at Foothill of Pleasanton. All right. After I stole all of your thunder last week, it's only fair that you take the first swing this time around. So get us rolling. All right. You know, I think most people would expect me to crush your mega board here, either by laziness or because you're a hypocrite. But I'm not actually going to do that. Plot twist. Because you gave us a non-playoff game that I'm actually going to start with, and I'm glad to see it on the board. Let's head to the OAL, where Oakland Tech is enjoying a tremendous season under head coach Verdell Larkins. We talked a bit before the season about Omar Staples, who's a highly thought-of recruited edge rusher, but Coach Larkins has his guy, guys believing with an 8-1 and record and a 4-0 mark in the OAL. I wanted to make sure to put credit where credit is due before launching into my usual love letter to McClymans. <laughs> the Warriors are 8-1, and one, and I was there for the one, which was a loss to Pittsburgh in which the Warriors acquitted themselves quite well. I sent you a very happy text about a week ago when I saw a tweet that said Cal is pursuing Mac running back JV on Thomas because he is unquestionably the best running back I've seen in person this year. Look, Tech is on the rise, which is awesome, but it's going to take another major step forward for them to get a win over Mac. I'm going with the Warriors, and I'm making them my lock. Can't fault you with that. So a couple of factoids that I dug up on this game as I was working my way through this board. Max OAL winning streak sits at 63 games and dates back to the start of the 2010 season. Also, do you know the last time the Warriors faced an OAL team that was 8-1? and one? I'm going to say Verdell Larkins perhaps was on the team <laughs> with his cousin, Mr. Lynch. That is, no, not quite. Uh, oh. uh, it was actually not as long ago as you would think. That would be November 9th, 2017. Mm. It was a regular season finale against Fremont. And Mac won that game 41 to 8 and would go on to finish that season 14 and 0. So I don't know if it'll be that lopsided against Oakland Tech this week, but it's kind of fun to see a matchup with a little bit of intrigue in that league because we don't get that very often. So you ever covered a game at tech? I have not covered a game at tech. It's fun. Good atmosphere. 
Uh, I saw Marshawn and Josh Johnson and Verdell and the boys uh, beat Albany one time. All that right. went that went about as you would expect. <laughs> so I will start my picks in the Central Coast Section Division One bracket. Have we talked about the Los Gatos defense this year? I think we probably have. The Wildcats have five shutouts on the season and have allowed just 21 points over their last four games. Also, since September 23rd, Wilcox has been the only team to hold the Los Gatos offense under 30 points. Meanwhile, Mitty comes in having lost two of their last three, and I've been super impressed with the Monarchs' rival this season, but I think Los Gatos will just prove too much for them on both sides of the ball. So I'm taking the Wildcats in that game, and I'm also making it my lot. Oh, I will. Uh, I'll get to that game shortly, but not yet. Uh, right now, I am going to head to the Bryson Valley Athletic <laughs> League, where we will take a look at an NCS Division One matchup between the Dons of Amador Valley and the Lions of Liberty. Amador got itself in the dance the hard way, waiting until the last week of the season and then pulling out a big time sixteen to six victory over Cal High. Liberty, on the other hand, is riding a serious hot streak with four wins in a row and almost a massive upset win over Pittsburgh right before that streak started. Remember that Mike Cable came in new and maybe needed a bit of time to get his Lions pointed in the right direction. This game is in Brentwood, and I like the way the Lions are headed. Don't worry, Chase. There's no need (laughs) to measure. (laughs) I'll go with Liberty. Nice. All right. So they say styles make fights, right? And I can't think of a bigger clash in styles than the Granite Bay, Downey Modesto, SJS Division II quarterfinal. The absolute biggest question in this game is can the Downey defense stop the run? That's it. That's what Granite Bay does and does really well. Regardless of game script, Grizzlies coach Joe Catalico does not abandon the run. They pound away with a bevy of backs, not just star Carter Jackson. You have to go back to September 30th. For the last time, they were under 32 carries as a team. They've had 42 and 43 carries in wins over Whitney and Intercom the past two weeks. Running the ball is also the best way to beat Downey. Keep Stark, quarterback Connor Stoddard, and his receivers off the field. The Knights' closest call this season was a two-point last-minute comeback win against Turlock. That night, the Bulldogs rushed 48 times for 207 yards. As much as I like Downey, I think this is just a bad matchup for them. And I'm taking the Sierra Foothill League test the team. Prove me wrong, Knights. I'm all for new blood moving on, but I got to take the uh, Grizzlies in this one. Uh, the brackets say that's an upset. Let's say it's an upset special. We'll see. I like it. That's, yeah, that's a good pick. But I am a little surprised you went against your favorite QB1. It was so hard. It was really <laughs> yeah. hard. But you have seen Granite Bay in person this year, so you know of what you speak. Connor does not play on the front seven of the defense and that's where the game's going to be won all right fair i like it well uh you have already touched on this game i'm going to wrap up my picks on the ccs it's a three versus six showdown at los gatos high uh our buddy darren sabedra at the mercury news wrote a really nice story on sunday about former los gatos quarterback danny sullivan who has engineered a fantastic turnaround as head coach at midi so he's headed back to his alma mater this week I love what both these teams have done this year, but Los Gatos is riding a six-game win streak into the postseason, and I really like Mark Crail's bunch to have a real shot at making the CCS Division I final. For that to happen, they need to win this week, and I'm going with Los Gatos as well. Yep. Won't be picking up any ground on that game. No. 
All right. So I will finish up in the North Coast section and the Division 2 4 versus 5 matchup between Foothill and Vintage. I feel like everyone sort of wrote the Crushers off after their 1 and 3 start, but they've gone 5 and 1 the rest of the way and were just a two point loss to Petaluma shy from going 6 and 0. And in a super weird twist, both of these teams had buys last week, so they really couldn't be on more even ground. As I mentioned in my pick of Granite Bay, running the ball wins in the playoffs. So watch out for Vintage Jr. Jeffrey Page. He's averaged at least 12 yards per carry in, in each of the Crushers' last three wins. But I think Foothill's been solid against the run this year. So oh, I'm going to give the home team the edge in this one, and I will take the Falcons. Chase is – he just crushes a lot. That's it. <laughs> so that – Brings us to the challenge round. Still no theme music, huh? Still no theme music. Okay, we'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, whose turn is it to go first? I think I go first. Okay. This time around, since usually we alternate between who goes first and regular and who goes first in challenge round. So I think I, I, I don't pay attention to any of this stuff anyway. I'm just here for my good looks. <laughs> <laughs> just here so I don't get fined. Call back That's to Marshawn. That's who. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there was a time earlier this season where you, Ben, got up close and personal with some geese at Instant High. <laughs> Today, we test your affection for the oversized duck and see if you'd like to back the SJS Division Three darlings, the Yuba City Honkers. Number 11 seed Yuba City throttled Intercombe 48 to 6 in the two teams playoff opener last week, a result that raised a few eyebrows and has now set them up with another road game. This one at Grant Sacramento. The three-seeded Pacers also played Intercombe this season and only won 26-20, though that was way back on August 26th. You would like to run the ball, much like Monterey Trail, which you watched beat Grant 49-42 in a thriller that decided the Metro League title. I don't think this is a matchup Grant's all too excited about, so here we go. Honk if you like Cinderella stories. Or be a fuddy dud and back the chalk. What will you do? <laughs> this is easy. This is easy. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm a fuddy dud. Come on. <laughs> That's the you teed it right up. Um mad respect. Mad respect for the honkers and that big win last week. Going to Grant against a tremendous group of pacers is a different deal. Uh the division three bracket is really, really good. Uh, so good that Grant being a three seed in division division three stands out, but I, I got the pacer love. If Yuba city continues their role, I will stand corrected, but I'm going with the home team. And in fact, that was probably the other game I considered going to this week with my trip to the Sacramento area. I think that could be a really fun one. And I think Grant is sitting on a good postseason ahead. So give me the pacers. All right. All right. Uh, well, now that we've established that I'm the curmudgeon here, uh, <laughs> finding games for this segment is a challenge. That's the real challenge round because there's so many good ones. I am starting you in the Trans Valley League. I mean, the SJS Division 5 playoffs, where number four seed Hillmar hosts number five seed Escalon in a quarterfinal rematch of a regular season game that Hillmar won 21 to 20. If it's the postseason, we must be talking Escalon football. Keep in mind here that for all the film familiarity we have with the Cougars, Hillmar won the league with a 6-0 record, two games better than Escalon. But 
all the names you know for Escalon are still there. Riker Peters, Donovan Rosevink, Owen Nash still form the core of that offense. Now, our friend the HAL 9000 has no respect for the regular season, and it has Escalon winning this one 28-24. Real fast, a quick review of notable Hillmar alums leads me to Dot Marie Jones, who you might know as Coach Beast from the hit show Glee. Did you know that according to the wiki machine, Dot Marie Jones is a 15-time arm wrestling champion? Chase, who wins in an arm wrestling contest? The HAL 9000 or a Roomba? <laughs> oh, and we'll take your pick for Escalon against Hillmar, too. I looked at this game as well. Um because anytime Escalon and Hilmar match up, it's it's a really good game, as you pointed out. Twenty-one to twenty, Hilmar at Hilmar on September thirtieth. But that was also the last time this Escalon team lost. They've now won five straight. They haven't scored less than they scored over fifty in four of those games, and they have two shutouts in those five games. So I think the trends point to Escalon being able to. Avenge that loss from September and get the W over their uh, their Trans Valley ri- rival. So, give so me are, the Cougs. So you would take in an arm wrestling showdown the HAL Nine Thousand over a Roomba. I dislike greatly that you put me on the HAL Nine Thousand side of things, but yes. Okay, keep that in mind as we move forward in this segment. <laughs> all right, as we're told over and over, all the great first round matchups happen in the CCS. So let's give you one. Half Moon Bay comes to the city on Friday night to face St. Ignatius. I talked a little about this Division 2 7 versus 2 matchup on Tuesday as a possible upset spot. Yes, Half Moon Bay has stumbled to the finish line a bit, but both losses to Burlingame and Terra Nova Pacifica were one score defeats. Your friend, the HAL 9K, likes the home team to win by three scores, and I'm not buying that, not by that margin. So, what are you buying? Yeah, no surprise. I looked at this one as well. No surprise that the computer likes them by three scores because the computer put them in the number two seed. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, no shock there. So, yeah, I would love to follow you down the upset rabbit hole here. Uh, We talked about this on Tuesday um, about how I was uncomfortable with a four and six team earning a two seed, but I am taking the two seed. This is a bridge too far. and I think I've picked against Half Moon Bay this year and been burned. So that's correct. We'll see. I'm I'm going against my pledge to learn from my mistakes, I suppose. And <laughs> I'm going with St. Ignatius. Well, let's finish this thing up with an age-old debate in the North Coast section. How much does travel really matter? I'm taking you to Hayward, where Del Nort of Crescent City makes the trip south to take on the WACC foothill champion, Tennyson Lancers. Would you care to guess how long a trip that is for the Warriors? I've driven the 101 down the coast several times after uh, living in Humboldt County and going to college for several years. So I don't know the exact mileage, but I know it's about six hours. So that's fun. And I, I didn't do it on a bus. I did it in the car. So Google Maps says that if you take Highway 101 down the coast, it will take you six hours and 40 minutes to travel the 379 miles between those schools. Remember, that's without, without traffic. 
Yeah. So feel free to add to that figure. <laughs> and if there's weather, forget about it. Yeah. So we've talked about tennis in a bunch this year, but big time shout out to Coach Pangelina and his boys for an eight and two season and a league title in a really good traditional league. Meanwhile, Del Norte is eight and one, and they haven't lost to a California team this year. On Max Preps, it doesn't look like Del Norte has all its games reflected, but in eight games reported, they had three running backs over 400 yards and five in triple digits. They also have a freshman apparently named William McCovey. So, oh, man. Gotta like that. <laughs> Chase, the HAL 9000 thinks Del Norte drives 379 miles and wins by a comfortable 28 to 19 margin. You rolling with the computer again, or are you coming over to the side of DJ Roomba? <laughs> oh my goodness. This is this is not a fun one at all. Nine point victory after going almost four hundred miles. You gotta think. I don't I don't know what Del Nord plans to do. Um they had their choice. I think they would come down. Uh, on Thursday, and not... they better, yeah. When this drops, they better be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is a lot of travel. Um, and we've seen teams have trouble before, and they, uh, from the humble Del Norte League, have to come down here and play. And they've they have won mm-hmm. on some of those occasions. I just don't know, though. This is it's a tough one, remember, Chase. The NCS is not where you look for compelling first-round matchups. <laughs> According to Hal, the only game that they have that the, the the Del Norte, the only game that Del Norte has played this year with a rating of um, as close to Tennyson. Tennyson is rated at nine point one, and the only game that they played that was even outside of the negatives was the South Medford, which was a ten point two, and they lost twenty one seven. So. This seems like it is going to be a pretty even matchup. I don't know, though. That's a lot of travel. Tennyson has played pretty well of late. And I think, did you get me to pick against Tennyson at some point earlier this year and they burned me? That was the con- that was the controversy game where oh, that's right. we struggled to determine how we would count a forfeit. I have a forfeit on my ledger. Yeah. It's one of their two losses. They've only won one or lost one game on the field. Yeah, and that one was to Tech who we talked about today, who has a rating of nine. It's interesting. Well, we have spent all week railing against the computer, and here you are relying exclusively on the computer to well, figure out what you're doing. Uh, I'm not relying on the computer. <laughs> what, do you have iTunes open or something? All right, all right. Uh, let's say, I don't know. I went to Humboldt State. And uh, I've covered my share of Del Nor games. It's always a good program. I like the idea that how how cool would it have been if uh, if Del Nor had played Doherty Valley this year and and William McCovey had faced Roberto Clemente. Whoa, whoa! Now we're talking, <laughs> Coach Roberto Clemente of Doherty Valley. I like um, that in the in the longest breakdown we've done of any single game <laughs> all year long in terms of time, you actually got to a good nugget like that. that I know. Good. There you go. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to take Tennyson. Ooh, the home team. I almost talked myself into Del Norte, but that's a long road trip. Betraying your roots. And I think Tennyson, Tennyson has the firepower to to hang with them, and they'll have the home field advantage, and we'll just have to see. So Okay. 
Oh, so you have sided with DJ Roomba in this. Uh, I did in this. It's endeavor. a split. It's good. It's good. All right, you're on the fence. Well, that was a compelling challenge round. Yeah, Major, Play, we, the playoffs bring it out of us. Yeah, we had to think. Don't like that. <laughs> well, are are we? Are you free of bees? Is this a uh, bee free? Uh... I I've consulted my apiarist, and Chase, don't, before you ask. No, I would not hire a bad apiarist. So, uh, yes, bees are a thing, and maybe they'll show up again. But um, I just don't want to do it this week or today. All right. Fair enough. Here we go. Buzz. (laughs) And that will wrap us up on game night. Make sure to be locked on the Sports Stars Magazine Twitter page for updates and results. Follow at Sports Stars Mag. This Saturday morning, be sure to check out sportsstarsmag.com for our coverage of the games. Also, if you access these episodes from our homepage, you can scroll down to the bottom to see our updated picks records each week. And yep, I'm still including them, even though I fell behind again. We build 7 Friday night using Anchor, but the show is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. If you listen to shows on one of these platforms, search for 7 Friday Night, and please rate and subscribe. Our cover art features photography and design by yours truly. And our theme music was produced and performed by Dustin Phillips. All right. It's time for our final, final thoughts of the week. Yeah. Does it get any better than this? Great games everywhere. I don't even know where you're going this week. Are, are you keeping it a mystery like I usually do? <laughs> Could we say that you are building a mystery like Canadian musical icon Sarah McLachlan <laughs> I am still undecided it will probably be a North Coast session game we'll, I don't can say that Yeah, we will see no good games there none yeah, as we, good as yours I will say I, that you I hope so the, we'll see got the good one yeah we'll see uh, you know I'm excited to head up to Elk Grove and see some good football and then we'll be back I'll be back in the area next week to see some equally good football but there's i think i've said it multiple times this week the sjs is there are no bad games going moving forward and then once we get into um deeper ncs play i feel the same i don't actually feel the same about the ccs it's that it's that argument between what do you want more good games at the start or good games at the end and i think you know one section does it one way one section does it the other and see how it goes yeah I uh, just from looking uh, from going over the the board that we built and and looking for some challenge round games, it's a it's a really deep field this week, and I really like the. I mean, I we I pointed to a couple of them. I think you mentioned a couple of them. There's a there's some games here with two very different styles of football on both sides, and that's going to be really interesting to see which side which side wins out in some of those games. So, yep, lots of action. And uh, we hope you uh, fans have a chance to get out to a game. And we will be more than thrilled to chat about all of them back here on Tuesday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Unless the bees take over. See you guys next week. The bees and the robots. Apocalypse 7 Friday night. Building.
a mystery. 